millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Do not read for hosts. <laughs> for hosts. Celtic leave it late to keep themselves in the title race as Brendan Rodgers starting to figure out his best starting to live in and Joe Hart retires all that in this week's 20 minute Tims Stephen Melly, Celtic left it late this week but the, oh the, boy. T- the title yeah. race ticks on it's not over Martin Melly, not by a long shot no better late than never but this kind of felt different I felt I think Celtic in the first half were really poor so we were expecting the same from that and I expected when Celtic went 1-0 down, are we going to get two goals to get back in this? But second half was much better and it felt like there is Celtic in there. So mm. again, in late February, let's kick on from here, lads. <laughs> if it's in there, we'll find it. <laughs> Stephen, I've been saying all season that you know teams don't just click into gear and if Celtic are going to win this league, well, I've not said it all season, but I've been saying it for the last couple of weeks, if Celtic are going to win this league, we're going to have to scrap, we're going to have to fight and we're going to have to just claw our way over the line, keep it within touching distance of Rangers for as long as we can and see if we can't pounce on any mistakes that they make or pounce on them yeah. uh, in, the, in the games that we've got coming up against them. But there was something about that second half that, that gave me a lot of encouragement. Yeah, big time. I, I think it's like... The way you end the game can be very important when it comes to the confidence because I'll be I'll be completely honest here. Watching that first half, I was actually quite shocked at what I was witnessing at times. Watching the first half, I was genuinely taken aback at how poor it was because the context of that is that Rangers have obviously gone out and won pretty heavily the, the day before and our response is that, yeah. that first half. That's the response to what we are. I, when we went a, a goal down, I thought, we're we're doomed here. Genuinely, I think that this is this team's got nothing left. It's got nothing about it whatsoever. So the second half was hugely encouraging, particularly the way they ended the game, particularly the way they all seemed to pull together to get the results. Yes. Because it wasn't just it wasn't just a fluke. Everyone just sort of seemed sort of galvanised towards yeah. it. It is still a concern that Celtic. You never really know which Celtic you're going to get, and quite a lot of the times it's the one you don't want that turns mm-hmm. up. But they're, they're still capable, and that was evident in the last half an hour or so of that game. Maybe the, the entire second half, I thought once Adamida scored the first goal, I thought we were going to be all right because the, the second half felt a lot better. But the first half really had me had me wavering, to be honest, I have to say. The thing is, Melly, there's, there's, there's players that have been through the course and distance here and we've pointed that out in previous podcasts. We've got a manager who's won everything there is to win. So you would expect that when players start to return, there should be an uplift in performance. That first half was very... 
reminiscent of a lot of the football we've seen this season though and that, that did worry me a wee bit but as Stephen says when you get the response in the second half you're like right okay there's something here I know there's people out there that will think that this team are not playing for the manager that Celtic are cook Brendan Rodgers has done and all that but that second half showed me that that that's just not the case we're, we're a team that's struggling just now but by no means are we thrown in the towel No I don't think we're thrown in the towel and I think if we do drop points or lose games, it's because we're simply not good enough <laughs> in times. But I think with that first half, it was worrying because Motherwell clearly came in with a game plan and their game plan was, like Kilmarnock the week before, leave Liam Scales on the ball, wait till he goes in a wee bit and then make a move on him so he either passes it or gives it away and then just spring the ball in behind him because it came up like 63% of Motherwell's attacks were down our mm. left-hand side. So they clearly had a plan. It worked within the first couple of minutes and they got in behind. See, to be fair, their goal, it's not really MD's fault. It's just a great goal. Yeah, sorry. A great, great piece of play from Lennon Miller and a stunning finish as well. But I worried after that. But the response in the second half from Celtic was great. Had to substitute some players. Some players coming back really helped us. And we sort of did galvanise us. It wasn't one of those ones where I thought... We've got off the hook here. It was a matter of time before we scored, I felt. It feels like Brendan Rodgers is still... Maybe he's not. Maybe they've just not been available. But we're still trying to figure out what Celtic's best of living is going into the last third of the season, which is absolutely wild. What did you make, Stephen, though, of the central defensive partnership of Navarotsky and Scales? Uh, okay. Um, okay. I, I, I didn't think it, it was great. And it, it's clear that Scales has now been targeted, as, as you say, Miller, as you allude to. I think that it's often a criticism of Greg Taylor that teams, you know, he's the weak link, so therefore teams targeting him. It's really just about his height. They yeah. just sort of shell balls on top of him. But I think it's quite obvious in recent games that we're seeing a lot of that ball being played down that channel. So in between Scales and Taylor, as soon as Scales is on the turn, it's, it's kind I of... I hate him scared Yeah, him it, it. It's, it's trouble, to be honest. So the, the partnership, I've still not really seen... I'm still choosing to have a little bit of faith in Navrotsky, but I've not really seen a huge amount from him. I think he comes in, he looks okay, and then tires. I don't know if it's a fitness thing where we haven't really seen more of him. I don't really know, but what what was clear, quite aside from that defensive partnership, what was clear was that we're a completely different team with Cameron Carter-Vickers oh, in it. Completely different team, and we'll, we'll come to that later on because that was, that was the second half. But that, I just, I don't know. I, I don't... I'm not seeing enough from Navrotsky to make me think he's definitely going to be a going concern. But th at this point of the season, I think I, I said that during our build-up to the game that we do on Patreon before our away games, I'm not interested in settled lineups or stability or anything mm -hmm. like that. If something's not work, change it. Uh, if, yeah. if it's not working, to. genuinely yeah. change it. I don't care if we're turning up with completely different teams every single week. We just need to get jobs done on the day and we need to get as many wins as possible. Not really bothered about stability because it's only it's less than a dozen games we've got left of this season. So I, I, I want to see what Navarotsky's got from the start more frequently, but I don't know if he's doing enough to necessarily justify that. I think with Scales, I've long said he can't play anymore, but we know what we're going to get from him. When the Vrotsky, I think, him coming in, we need to apply the Cameron Carter-Vickers tax, don't we? He's kind of the only guy that's not had a couple of games with Cameron Carter-Vickers alongside him. We've yeah, seen yeah. it yeah. last season, whether it be Starfelt, Jens, Welsh, uh, Scales, uh, Lagerbielka, whoever plays alongside Cameron Carter-Vickers always looks okay. But when he came on, Celtic just seemed to settle down and Motherwell's attacks didn't seem to happen, happen as frequently. So 
For me, going forward, Johnston and Taylor coming in made a massive difference as we've seen in the goals and it meant Celtic were better on the ball. Carter Vickers coming back made a difference but also Navrotsky can pass the ball so I think that back four going forward would give me less fear but mm. I just don't know if it will happen. I think Brendan Rodgers is kind of thinks Liam Scales has got it and he's left-footed. No, I, I just don't see it, to be honest. But that defence coming in looked a lot stronger and the water in front of them as well made he's a difference. Very reluctant to change his back four, isn't it? It tends to be enforced that. enforced changes. So we changed the, the full-backs quite a lot, but it's it's because of injuries. Yeah. They've, they've both had pretty bad injuries recently. Other than that, it tends to be the same players that play if they're available. So I don't think I see him changing skills at this point of the season. I think it... I think it seems like too much of a risk from Brendan Rodgers. So I, I mean, is there no something in that though? I know we've all had our, our, made our thoughts clear on Liam Scales and uh, Melly says you've got the Carter Vickers tax. So when Carter Vickers is in there, things immediately settle down yeah, a wee yeah. bit. I, deploying a brand new centre half pairing at this point is that a risk worth taking? Scales, Scales and Carter Vickers is kind of brand new as well. We don't have a settled partnership, mm. do we? Because of the injuries and even at fullbacks, like Burnaby's started but the last three matches. Taylor comes back, he's not even on the bench. So that shows <laughs> yeah. what Brendan Rodgers thinks about him and I think the fullbacks coming back. We just, we kind of need a, a settled back four there, but it's just not been possible. And I think with Celtic now, I think, with the back four where Carter Vickers come back, hopefully stays injury free. And I like the look of the midfield as well. So it's just what well, like you say all the time, we sort one problem, so the full backs are back, brilliant. Mm. Then something else becomes the problem. One thing I've noticed about this Celtic team recently, and I noticed again against Motherwell, was see all the the, the sort of experienced players, all the level heads, all the players that have been through the course and distance, they are starting to rise to the top ever so slightly. Greg Taylor comes back. I think Greg Taylor's been really, really good recently. <laughs> Joe Hart's been really, really good recently. Cameron Carter Vickers came on, changed just changed the complexion of that defence. Cal McGregor got a lot of stick. I thought he was okay. Matt O'Reilly was okay. It's when the good performances are coming through, it's the same players that are sort of dragging the whole team up again. And it's the guys that have been through close and distance. And it's the guys I think that if we're going to win this league, are going to win the league for us. Well, I don't think Greg Taylor, or sorry, rather, Callum McGregor has had his best season at Celtic. Mm. I don't think he's been amazing this season, but it's because of his own high standards. And I think it's coincided with Celtic not having a particularly good yeah. season. It's just a fact. I've not had a great season. It's not been a classic don't get me wrong, it'll be absolutely great if we win the league. It'll be very, very sweet indeed, considering what we've gone through in the YouTube comments oh <laughs> in recent God. weeks on what we continue to go through. Our subscriber numbers are through the roof. <laughs> yeah, I remember my first time at the top of the league <laughs> for four days as well. But I, I don't think Callum McGregor has had a great season, but he is in there trying to make things happen. And I know it, we sometimes get criticism as well for backing Callum McGregor too much, but it's because we have a great deal of trust in him backed up by performance over a long period of time and he's been a successful captain and before that a very successful Celtic player so we do have that level of trust that 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 level of political capital he has mm. with us to, to put it a pretentious way <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do appreciate that he's not had his best season he's not had his best couple of months really but even at that that he set up that brilliant chance for Kyogo in that goal mm. in that game rather Greg Taylor I thought went to pieces for a maybe 15-minute period during the Motherwell game where he started giving the ball away constantly. But it's him that pops up for the the cross for the goal. He, he also put a cross on top of Kyogo. It was that moment where Kyogo 
went off a header, spun around and then went down mm. holding his shoulder and all that. So it was he was still trying to make things happen. So we are getting players who are turning up at the, the right time. Whether it's enough or not, I, I don't know. That remains to be seen over the coming weeks. But they are trying to drag this team back together. Millie, stick with that midfield three. Yeah, I liked it. I thought Awata... I was watching the game and when Awata went off, I, I could understand it because he barely played, so the mm. match fitness would have, wouldn't be there. But I just felt, look, see if Celtic lose this game. It's because they've taken him out. You see in a lot of the highlights that when Celtic are getting attacked, he's in there and he's breaking things up and he just kept it simple. He broke things up. He was always there and he just passed it on to McGregor O'Reilly or the fullbacks and went for there. So I think him being in there gives us a, a lot more solidity, adding in... Uh, Johnston and Taylor as well and Carter Vickers Celtic just seems stronger they don't seem weak in there and I think Iwata got injured at a time when he was starting to look like he was going to command a place he can't he, catch a break Iwata no, he, he genuinely can't which is why I'm reluctant to say oh, right, this is his chance again because there's every chance that he'll just go and get injured after three games again it just seems to happen with him but hopefully he can, he can keep it together because I think he's He's a very useful player to have around. Especially when you're toiling and you need to change things up a wee bit. Yeah. Obviously you want Hatati in there, you want gallivanting midfielders and everything going forward, forward, forward. But sometimes when things aren't going your way and you need to switch it up with some fresh tactics, having a player like Awata who drops in, when scales go sort, he can drop in, he's covering, he's coming back sometimes to be an extra defender. You're like, right, well, it's not the, it's not the way we necessarily want Celtic to be seeing Celtic play, but it's maybe they need way we need to play to get us through this patch yeah and it's, even if it's not oh, he's sitting there instead of Cal McGregor that's fine with me McGregor's defensively he's not that's not his thing mm. sometimes we need some stability in there which will allow McGregor and the rest of the team to play we haven't had that and when McGregor demands the ball a lot and he drops very deep especially this season to get it off their centre backs because they've been chronic so I think if Awata can hold his position there just be that guy that the water carrier, isn't it? Yeah, the, yeah. the Makaleli mm. role, uh, very different from how Kyle McGregor plays it. But if he can allow a sort of foundation for Celtic to build on, then it's a lot better. He just gets the ball, moves it along. I'm happy with that because when Celtic get broke on, like we've been talking about a lot this season, all it takes is one or two passes and teams are in on us. He sort of stopped that at the weekend. It's kind of not game by game that we're going to have to navigate through this sort of challenge we've found ourselves in. It's kind of half by half, isn't it? It's like, oh, yeah. We, we, need, we need to take a half a game of football. Right, get them in at half time. Right, that's not great. Right, swap him, do this. Right, okay, right, go back out, try that. And then before you know it, you're, you're yeah. looking a lot more like Celtic in the second half. It is good because, and the thing is, you can never tell when that half is going to come. Mm. So sometimes, against Kilmarnock, I thought were very good in the first half and the second half was an absolute travesty. <laughs> and then yeah. it was the, the opposite. And this one, I thought the, the first half against Motherwell was worrying to the point of we are out of this title race, yeah. genuinely, and then completely turned around. So you genuinely do not know what Celtic are going to turn up and in which part of the game they're going to turn up. It's, it's really bizarre. So sometimes you would you would maybe put it down to shaky tentative starts Brendan Rodgers used the word anxiety mm. at the weekend there and uh, that that led to a bit of a, 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 a blowout <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah so he full Andrew <laughs> <laughs> what colours your Bugatti Jane Lewis? <laughs> dear lord uh, what no. a sad little life Jane <laughs> <laughs> wow you've, the, you've the, ruined my interview so you could get the attention I thought it, I hope it makes you very happy <laughs> all the decorum of our reversing dump <laughs> yeah. truck Jane the internet took that well didn't they Jesus yeah. Christ, man. But, but he used the word anxiety 
And that, I think that's true. So you, you think, right, well, maybe that we're just making slow starts, but it wasn't the case against Kilmarnock. It was a slow start in the second half. It's just so unpredictable. It's a really bizarre team when you think yeah. about it. Just a, a really odd team to get a hold of. But I've never seen anything like it. I was thinking, yeah, like, yeah. especially after like Brendan snapped at that interview there, I was wondering to myself, I was like, has Brendan Rodgers ever really been under pressure like this as a manager before? Now, he's obviously been in high-pressure situations, but you come to Celtic, you win nothing the first season, you're wiped. I mean, that, yeah, that's yeah. it. You're, 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 it takes a lot to recover from that. I personally, if that happened, would give Brendan Rodgers a second season at Celtic, provided things changed give elsewhere. Give him a second season, you shit. Give him a second <laughs> season, you shit, right? Provided <laughs> things changed elsewhere. But externally, if that was to happen, but you know, for Brendan Rodgers, when it went, when it went south at Leicester, there was loads going on. It was kind of the writing was on the wall a wee bit there. And I just wondered if I could see what he's trying to do. I could see that he's trying to build a sort of a culture around. I think he's trying to build a wall around the team. It's them versus they, that lot out there have already said the league's over. And to be fair, he's, he's bang on. A lot of people have yeah, basically yeah. crowned Rangers champions already. Lord knows the fans in our YouTube comments <laughs> think they've won the league already. So I could kind of see what Brendan's doing there. But he must be in a high pressure situation. Yes, he's in a high-pressure situation because he has to win the league. Mm. There's no two ways about it. And look, he's brought in, he's paid a lot of money and it was just sort of looked upon that he'll come in and continue the good work, but it's not worked out like that. Mm. And I think if, and that this is a very big if, if Celtic do win this league, he might be able to look back on it and go, well, look at, look at the Kilmarnock game there where I've got Ralston, Welsh, Scales and Burnaby in the defence. What am I meant to do with that? And look, that's fine, but... It's not just been that. There's been a lot of games this season where Celtic have had their better players and they haven't looked great. So I think the second half, again, it has to be the start of something. It has to be, look, that first half's no acceptable, the second half is. But he's already said this season that it was the angriest he's ever been at halftime and that was months ago and we haven't seen the sort of reaction. So I think he's got to just go, right, lads, this is where we are the now. I will back you as far as I can with this. We're in this together. Let's go and do it for these 12, 11, 10 games and go out there and just get the win by hook or by crook. I think that's where it is, Stephen, because I've got to be fair to Brendan Rodgers, every time I hear him post-match, he's not doing the thing, that uh, the trap that other managers fall into, naming no names, that we've, ha that we've had during the, the, the course of this podcast, is you'd watch a team be absolutely crap and they would immediately come out, and the way they would defend their team would go, I thought we were exceptional today. <laughs> I thought we were absolutely yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And it you doesn't think, come out and you don't go, well, what are you talking about? Yeah. Apart from the bit at the end. You, you th and you're watching that going, don't, listen, don't don't take the piss out of us. Yeah, Brendan yeah. Rodgers comes in and goes, we were anxious in the, sec the first half. The, the distance between the passes was too much. We had to tighten that up. I had to tweak a wee thing here and change a wee thing there. We came out for the second half. We looked a lot more like ourselves. And to be fair to Brendan, I'm watching it going, you're right. That, that's how yeah. I viewed the game as well. It's quite often, possibly unfairly framed as throwing the players under the bus, but I don't know if I, I necessarily see that because I think Neil Warnock came out of the weekend there and started literally naming players that weren't playing well enough. For <laughs> I'm here, honestly. Brendan's equal opportunities. He just says the whole squad isn't good enough yeah. and has no quality. So I, I, I get it. I, I, I think it's, it is of value to come out and actually be honest with the fans after the game because we, we do not need to be told, oh no, this was excellent. He started to drift into that with his talk about how this is, in any other country, this is actually really good form. Yeah. At that point, I was kind of like, oh, come on, let pull the other one. We're, we're really padding this with Bucky Thistle games you and saw, all that. You saw where he was going with that 
up until the commandment game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see if we'd won the commandment game. All that stuff yeah. may have stacked up a wee bit. But if he goes, listen, it's not as bad as you think. Like, honestly, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, <laughs> the commandment yeah, game's yeah. a damp squid. Yeah, it's a damp squid. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I do appreciate that he's coming out and, and trying to be honest with us. I, I wouldn't personally, it, it would probably be unusual for a, a manager to come out and use the word anxious or anxiety yeah. about a, a team's performance. And then he didn't really like it when he was challenged and asked to ex elaborate on that. He just sort of left it out there. But I, again, I'd, I'd rather have that than just be told that everything's fine and, you know, we've won trebles six or seven years ago yes. and all that kind of stuff. He's not doing that, thankfully. What about his wing problem, Melly? He's got a wing problem. Sure does. It is a wing problem. We've sorted the fullbacks now that hopefully Johnson and Taylor are back and they were the creators at the weekend, but the wide players were really poor. That's Celtic whack-a-mole. That's yep. what it is. <laughs> they fixed one thing and the defence should be that sorted now. Now you've got the wide players and it's been a problem all season because we've a lot of our goals for Celtic, when you think of the big moments for Celtic, it's usually been O'Reilly to Kyogo and it's been through the middle where we've got it. The wide players are not creating and they're not looking like creating and just... I don't know what's wrong with Kuhn. Is this just the player he is? Has he just totally lost his confidence in some way? I don't know if we've signed another dud or he just needs time to settle, but time to settle and looking like you've never been in a football pitch are two different things. Also, we've not got that. We've not got that, time well, for him to settle. settle. I don't want to be too harsh yeah. on the guy, right? But we need somebody here and now. Yeah. We need, and that's the whole point of signing somebody in January that's played games. We need somebody that can come and hit the ground running. And to be perfectly honest, and this isn't necessarily about Kuhn himself, but if that's what the manager needs and needs somebody that could come in and contribute right away if we are going to win the league and you bring in Kuhn and he doesn't do it, you think, well, is it another, is it another recruitment failure? Yeah. I, I don't want to go back down that road again, but see, I'm already thinking, right, we're probably not going to understand how good or what type of player is until... October once yeah. Kuhn's been through a, a pre-season because that's he looks being as charitable as I possibly can he looks like a guy that needs a pre-season yeah he does but he should, he should have had that he was and playing. 800 protein shakes between <laughs> now and then yeah. he should have had that by now he's been playing football and it's not as if I can and that's me being as charitable as I possibly can be right I know now. mate I'm really trying with him as well <laughs> uh, I can't give him the, the same that I'd give Yang or Talio who are coming for the other side of the world and are younger much younger than him he's 24 years old he's been playing first team football he should be coming in and looking to stamp his Stamp his mark on this mm. team. There's a position there for you. Go out and grab it. And he just looks like he's got he's got nothing about him. On the other side, Maeda just doing what he does. But <sighs> an the, agent of chaos. It's, it's not the good chaos anymore. But mm. the he, well, there was moments in that first half where Motherwell would have the ball and they would have no idea and Dyson would take it away. But the finishing from him, the one at the back post, then the two in the second half, the back post header and the cross, the sort of mm. cutback. See if he scores them. Celtic win that game fairly comfortably for me. I think he's getting into good positions, but his technique lets him down. But then again, they two were probably ones that deserve to start this game yes. because in previous games, Palmer and Yang haven't, but Palmer came on, got the goal and Yang came on and made a big difference. But then, do we just swap them until they're not playing well and then take so, them out? It's and going by the, game by game again. And this is the problem Brendan's or got. half by half it Half is. by half. This is the problem Brendan's got, isn't it? But you're looking at Yang and you think, right, he started off, he excited me when he first came in. Yeah, yeah. And then he started to, particularly in some of the European games, 
we slaughtered the guy because you could see the play breaking down when it got to Yang. There's no two ways of getting it. We, it was we, one away game. It got hooked at half time and it was just a deplorable performance. Well, I can't it, remember where it was. It's St. Johnston or something. It was terrible. I can't remember. Particularly it. in the European games, though, you work so hard to break through this press and then the ball goes up to Yang and it just completely just makes a yeah. absolute horlicks of it. Remember, we went to Lazio away and didn't win with Yang and Forrest out wide. <laughs> so it's, it's, I sort of lost faith in him a wee bit. And then Brendan Rodgers said, you know, I like Yang, he just needs to learn when to release the ball. And you, you think to yourself, well, again, Brendan, being honest, I can see that's an accurate assessment of where Yang is. He comes off at half-time there, and I'm like, I saw it. I saw him release yeah, yeah. the ball when he should have released the ball, we, especially for the set of the goals. There was a few times he played AJ. They seem to have a good little understanding, and I thought, this is what progress looks like. As a player, it's no, he's crap, and then immediately good. It's He's crap 70% of the time then he's crap only 60% of the time, then 50% of the time, and he's still making mistakes, but that half, there was less mistakes, and I thought, that's the Yang that can cause problems. Yeah, well, I think Yang's clearly got something about him. He seems like a very talented player, and in a, a season where we've complained constantly about not taking players on, he is at least capable of doing that, but the trouble is, we've been here before with several players this season, yeah, and yeah. I think I think Yang's definitely got something. I think Brendan Rodgers seems to like him, but we might be edging into... Haksabanovic era, like sort of area with Yang. Not in terms of nothing I like as players, but what I mean is that he kept showing glimpses coming off the bench mm. and really impressing to the point where we're crying out for Haksabanovic to start. And every time he did, he disappointed. So is Yang going to be a wee bit like that for now, just until he's still finding his feet a wee bit? Is he gradually going to get better? Maybe, maybe not. But I, I do. I've got some sort of, maybe it's just misty-eyed pish for me, but I do mm. like the idea of Yang. I think he is has the potential to become an exciting player, but he's going to need coached AF, to be honest, and to, to get there. He needs to work hard. It's, at the end of the day, it's down to the player as well. He needs to work hard, and by all accounts, what Brendan says, he is a player who really works hard and he works on his game. So it's, it's again, it's not an ideal situation, but when I'm looking at Kuhn and I'm looking at Yang, there's just no getting away from it. Yang is just much more effective. Yeah. <laughs> we've seen how unaffected he can be. Yeah. Like, like within a week, we've seen how he takes on a man against Kilmarnock, tries to take on the extra man, loses the ball, and Kilmarnock score from it. Mm. Ultimately, yeah. then compared to this week, and I said it to you on the match reaction, Yang looked better. The less he was on the ball, couple of touches, pop it off to AJ, move inside, pop it off. That's when he's better. When he's holding on to the ball, the ball across for the Palma goal as well, absolutely brilliant. There's no need to take too many extra touches and then have somebody come across. What you do is get the ball early and pass it across and that's what he done. So I think hopefully he is taking on what Brendan Rodgers is saying. Ultimately, is it because... Are we going to look, get a situation with Yang where he's playing in the right one half and the left and the other because Brendan Rodgers can just coach him through the whole game? Mm. Ultimately, this is Celtic. This We can't be doing yeah. this in February in a title race, looking at players and going, oh, do you know what? He's getting coached now. We need players to come in and do the job. This is not going to happen. That's, the, that's, that that's where we that, find ourselves. That was what Kuhn was meant to be. And again, it's going back to these things at Celtic. Looking at it, you're looking at, we've got four wingers that played at that game at the weekend. We've had a badder who's not featuring Forrest, but the only one that can take on a man is Yang, and even then he has his flaws. But look, Yang, I think, on Wednesday night against Dundee, he's got to start because he was yeah, direct, yeah. he was going at players, and he did exactly what you ask of him. But when he does start, he has to do that from the start. Hold up. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 2024 is here in full swing, and that means it's time for New Year's resolution check-in with our friends at Manscaped. Newsflash, it is never too late to up your grooming game and keep your bush tamed. Manscaped's new lawnmower 5.0 Ultra is every man's cheat code to look good, feel good and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether you're going for a trim or that clean-shaven look, this trimmer has you covered. Trusted by over 10 million men worldwide, it is now your time to get a grip on your grooming with an exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the code TIMS, T-I-M-S, for 20% off and free shipping. The ball is dropped, but don't drop the ball on your balls. Introducing the MVP of 2024, Manscaped's fifth generation lawnmower. It's not just a trimmer, it's your grooming sidekick. It's just a ball sack trimmer to keep your scrotum safely shorn. (laughs) Equipped with two skin safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little off the top and a new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires. And for my men who want the full grooming experience, look no further than Manscaped's Performance Package 5.0. In this grooming kit, you get the trusted lawnmower, Manscaped's ear and nose hair trimmer, and essential aftercare products with the Crop Soother Ball Aftershave Lotion and Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant. Yep, it's deodorant for your balls. Bet you didn't know you needed that. Get 20% off and free shipping while you insert the code TIMS at manscaped.com. Embrace a new you and definitely embrace a new trimmer. Courtesy of Manscaped. On Kuhn, um, I think it would be excessive of us to write him off oh, entirely altogether. But mm. all we can really go on is what we're seeing on the pitch just now. You can take into account all the stats and scouting and all that that gets done on these players when they arrive. The profiles are formed on him, but that's all gone now. He's a Celtic player and he's playing and right in front of us and we need to make, not a final judgment on it, but we're here to talk about the games. Scored his debut? Yeah, he did, he did via a massive deflection, yeah. but that, that was 
still he was in yeah. the right position. Either set him up well and he, he stuck it away. He just so he just lacks testicular fortitude well, for right. me. This is my point. This is what I'm coming on to. He, he's starting to give me the vibes of a, a Lagerberger signing mm. in that yes, he might come up well in certain types of analysis, certain types of scouting, but to me, all we've done so far is turn nine wingers into ten. That's all we've just added yeah. this guy yeah. into the Grey amorphous a blob. Yeah, there are the million wingers that are at this club. He doesn't stand out from anyone else just yet. And there was a moment against Motherwell. I thought he was terrible in the Commander game when he came on. I thought he was dreadful in that game, but he was terrible against Hibs as well. But when he came on, when he started, when he played against Motherwell, there was a moment where he was he was through, and the Motherwell defender just eased into him, yeah. just shouldered him, not like a full-on barge around, that wasn't a foul, but all he did was ease him off the ball, and, the, and it, when it, I think the Motherwell player had to slide it out for a, for a corner, and I thought to myself, right, well, what people often say in these, these situations is, oh, he's got to be stronger there, but you can't just choose to just be stronger no. there, he is what he is, he is the size he is, he is the weight he is, you can't just choose to be stronger than, than a Motherwell player. So I'm, how I liken it to Lager Bielka is what did I say all along? Like how did they manage to sign a player who didn't, who doesn't fit the physical profile, who's not fast enough to play at Celtic? Brendan Rodgers has taken one look at him, written him off and tried to get rid of him in the next window. So it's not that he's a bad player. It's just that they seem to have overlooked the fact that he's far too slow. See, see and Kuhn, he, he is lightweight. The, so so why did that go ahead? Because all we've done, it doesn't stand out. Power. What yeah. did Brendan want? Yeah. Power. Don't ask him to just be stronger there. Buy a stronger player. So the problem I've got with that is that Kuhn, I think that Kuhn takes easy way out far too much. He comes inside and he'll just pop the ball to somebody and he's no looking to move beyond. Every time Yang played the ball, he's making a wee move for himself, making himself available again. He's working wee triangles and one-twos with Alistair Johnson, but but Kuhn's not doing that. He's taking the easy way out every time and see if Kuhn was taking the guy on, losing it, taking the guy on, losing it, keep trying, keep trying, keep trying, eventually get, you're like, that, that guy's got it and see that, see that when he took the ball off, when the, the Motherwell defender just yeah. took the ball off him, that's because Kuhn showed far too much of the ball. Yeah, Kuhn yeah. was basically saying, take the ball off me here because I don't want to stop. I don't want to shield it. I don't want to bring other players into play. I just want to keep running until you take the ball off me or run out of space. It was just like, it was just, there was no imagination, no, no, no nothing where, I, what can I dig my team out here? It was just like, oh, the ball's been taken off me. Oh, that's a shame. He was bigger than me anyway. It was a, kind of like an excuse and I saw a lot of that for Kuhn and I, I think to myself, and I know probably repeating a, 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 sla a slaughtered Kuhn in a recent podcast, might have even been last week, but we need people here and now. We need yeah. people to understand that we're in a fight 45 minutes by 45 minutes and you can't, and what that means is we can't afford for you to come on and have a bad half. Same as Palmer, we can't afford that. No. that but, we but, literally, we literally, players having bad halves of football are literally costing us games. You're not here looking about going, I've got eight great teammates here and if I have a bad half, they'll all bail me out. That's not going to win us no. this league. No, and the problem with it is, is now that, uh, Yang's in probably he'll start the next time Yang has a bad half Kuhn's going to be the guy that's called upon mm. so we're, we're stuck in this cycle of trying to figure out right you play until you're not good and then we'll just switch it about and it's the same on the other side as well and that's where Brendan Rodgers has got the problem it's not it's not a problem of blend right now or like when we had like Maeda and Abada don't really work because there's no creativity. We're looking at all the wingers and going, they all have massive flaws and I don't know which two to pick. But saying that, Yang comes on, makes a difference. Palmer comes on, gets a goal. 
is that going to spur them on in late February? Hopefully, but we can't we can't keep doing this. But unfortunately, we're going to have to. There was a clip doing the rounds of uh, Ange giving a team talk before the cup final, yeah. and he sort of said to the players, "You know, you're all winners, you're all champions. That's why you're here." And I, and I watched it, and I immediately thought to myself, "One great team talk, two. I'm sure Brendan Rodgers has dished out team talks like that in his time, and he's he's." pretty good motivator all the players were singing these plays last time around but can he sit at that dressing room in a crucial game and go you're all champions you're all winners because really what he's looking at is Matt O'Reilly McGregor Greg Taylor Joe yeah, Hart like yeah. he's no got a team of winners that, that Ange managed to pick from and so he needs to sort of find a way to create it and I think that's the message that will be getting you have to sort of simultaneously G the players up and let them know what's at stake whilst also not putting pressure on them and I think that's what a lot of Brendan's post-match stuff's about that's why he said even if we drew today and it was four points I don't think we're at the league because he's got to say that yeah. because we might drop points along the way and if, if if every game's a must win every game's a crucial you're going to feed in at that anxiety so it's a difficult job he's got he's got to G these players up, make them understand what's at stake, give them a boot in the backside and get them fighting, but also uh, don't don't get too nervous, don't be too anxious about it's a it. Tight it's, rope that, yeah, it's, it's a tight rope that because just plain dick advocate, devil's mm. advocate on the other side of that, it's, it's not really something fans want to hear about how we could go four points behind, but it's that's nothing, we'll be fine yeah. because the, the example he used was I've been five points behind in a title yeah, race. Yeah, I did wonder ahead. why he brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> I've been five points ahead in a title race with three or four games to go, and then he just sort of dot, 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 yeah. tailed off the sentence. Is that the one you lost? <laughs> well, well, Liverpool, right, okay. Thanks, Gerard. So, again, I, I just, we don't By the way, really... that was me referencing uh, Stephen Gerrard <laughs> slipping up there, costing yes. Brendan the title. So, I don't, we, people don't necessarily, I certainly don't want to hear about how four points is nothing when we were eight points ahead a few weeks yes. ago, you know what I mean? So, eight points, are, it's fine, we're, we're doing well, five points, we're doing well, neck and neck, we're ahead in goal difference, we're, we're fine. It's like the water's rising, I, <laughs> <laughs> four points are lost one. Yes, exactly. Yeah. exactly. So, But I, I do understand what he's getting at you. Yeah, he's, he's trying to build a mentality within the squad and uh, I get it's difficult because it's always levelled at him, look, you've inherited a treble winning team aye that's fine but there was nine players brought in the summer and two in January now not all of them are there but you can't then bring in eight nine players and then all of a sudden they're treble winning players as well exactly. because a lot of these guys have been playing a lot and they haven't been through it they haven't been through the course with Celtic and they don't know what it takes and right now we're calling upon all of these guys to try and make a difference mm. and it's not working so again we go back to the tried and tested but the tried and tested has been injured so often and we're looking at it right Car Vickers is out so we're basically right now relying on McGregor and O'Reilly it's not fair either yes. because then we're looking at them go why are they not performing because they're doing the job of three four players One of the, I think you know all I think we need to do this league is I, I, I've said it before I don't think it's over No, I don't think this league no, is no. over no I yet you're just going to say it's just win all our games no, no, <laughs> not by a long shot I don't win think it's over halves. and I, I, I think I, I just think Brendan Rodgers is a good manager I think he can I think he can do it and I'm not 100% certain we're going to win the league but I, I think if we keep within touch and distance of Rangers I'm sure he can guide us through it but see if we do by some miracle now win this league I just, Brendan just must kick the door down to that chairman's office and just exasperatedly go, never do that to me again. <laughs> never yeah, make me, yeah. never make me do that again. Just sort of referencing back, Melee, on the players that we need to be able to rely on in the champions. One of them is, no doubt, Kyogo. Um, best since Henrik Larson. We were all crowing about it not so long ago. Yeah. And since we put that podcast out, he's kind of 
struggled a little bit to to live up to that title, understandably. It's a, it's a heavy... Well, he wasn't named it on the podcast, in fairness. Oh, it's only, that's only right. something we've come to in, in laterly, uh, laterly, rather, uh, since we put that out. Yeah. to point that out. But he struggled recently. Uh, Adam Edas came in, and I just I just think he is just the, the player that we need. It's how many times I feel like I've, I've seasons swung on like last-minute goals. I feel like seasons swing on those sorts of things all the time. And I just thought the header bullying the Motherwell defenders, the second goal bullying the Motherwell defenders, holding players off, bringing other players into play. I just thought he is, he's the exact, if you asked ChatGPT to build you a striker <laughs> for the game that, that you needed for that game, it would spit out Adamida. He was exactly what we needed. Oh, definitely. And I think it was calling for it for the first, not the first time, but during that game, I was just looking at Kyogo going, mate, come on. Yeah. Because all season I've been trying to say, look, the players aren't creating anything for him, but he just looked like he was half pressing and he just, not that he wasn't asked, he was just not right quite up for it or he wasn't going to try and make his own luck. Whereas Adam Eder comes on and makes his own luck. Mm. A wee nudge to that defender, up for that header. He gets in front of the other defender for the second goal and just gets ahead of him. He was making things happen himself by getting in there, making himself a presence. Kyogo can do that in other ways. Celtic haven't been quite been finding him, but you have to be in there and you have to be making your own luck. And Adamida did that. I didn't think Kyogo did do that. And when he went down with that injury, I thought, he's just kind of looking for an excuse here. But I think it just wasn't a game for him. But we've seen too much of that this season. I think with Adamida on, on there, the presence there, it meant when Greg Taylor and Alistair Johnston got the ball, they had an option in yes. there. They put the balls in and they didn't really need to think about it. It was, he can get ahead of these guys and Kyogo wasn't doing that. Kyogo will be fine, I'm sure. He'll be back. He'll score great goals and we'll all be that. What were you worried about? Nothing. But Adamida made a difference and it's what Brendan Rodgers talked about. You mentioned it already. That power. He brought a bit of power to the team. Carter Vickers comes on and Motherwell barely get a sniff after that. Alistair Johnston and Greg Taylor offer something different. But the... Wide players, the wing-backs even, created two of the goals. Whereas last week with Joy, uh, Ralston and Burnaby, that's not going to happen. And I think Iwata in there gave us that power, that spine throughout the team of Carter Vickers, Iwata, Ida, O'Reilly McGregor. Got Celtic through that game and when you've got your full-backs coming in and actually putting balls in and then one winger doing okay, it made a massive difference for Celtic. So we just need to keep this bit of physicality, this bit of strength about us. And for me, Iwata stays in the team for the next few games and so does Ida because I think it just made us so much better. Norwich reject, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. Is he? Yeah, I've been a bit puzzled by the, the reception or rather the perception of Adam Ida. There seems to be a bit of a belief and I'm only kind of going on comments we get seeing Discord and we see online and stuff like that. There's a, a perception where people seem to believe he's some sort of like big plan B, target man, a big lump you just stick up front and hope for the best but I, I, I think honestly couldn't be further from the truth. Watching Adam Eda, I think he looks like an excellent player. I don't want to get carried away but he's 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 contributed massively already to it. really at everything yeah. but not outstanding at yeah, anything. Yeah, I, I think that's a good way of putting it. I think he's contributed to massive doubles in games that could had that not happened, of course this is how it works, you don't just subtract goals and, and therefore the points but if if he hadn't have popped up with the goals the penalties Lord knows but we struggled to score penalties up until Adam Eder came in the two penalties at Hibs and then the, the two against Motherwell as well 
where we would be, I've absolutely no idea. We would be talking about how eight points is nothing and we're going to come back, <laughs> come back from that. But I, I honestly think he's been he's been an excellent player and it's like, I don't, I think the goal itself, Greg Taylor crossing in for Adam Eda for that big bullet header, that was, that was Tosh McKinley, Pierre Van Hoyden. Oh, yes. How am I doing, boss? <laughs> from those two. I think it was a, a cracking goal, but he seems to be fairly reminiscent of Pierre Van Hoyden, actually. Of course, mm. that was a long time ago, so it was, what, 30 years ago he signed for Celtic, so people will be aware of who he is. Ah, for audience, yeah, we'll, be, know yeah, yeah we'll have never seen him, but we'll be aware of who he is. But when I remember when Pierre Van Hoyden came to the club, I was a kid, obviously, but it was in the days where you you don't really have much to go on. There's mm. certainly no nah. Y Scout, there's no transfer mark, there's no YouTube compilations. No X, Stephen? Yeah, yeah, no, no X. Some great stuff on there, by the way. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you, you didn't have any YouTube compilations. I didn't know what Pierre Van Hoyden even looked like until he was actually playing for Celtic. But I remember when he came in, the, the perception of him was that he was just a big guy, just chuck crosses in, he'll, and he'll bullet headers in. He was good at that as well. So he was good in there. But it wasn't his main thing. He his was first actually, goal was a peach. Yeah, he was actually a very, very good footballer. And I think Adamida is not necessarily as good a player, but he's quite reminiscent of that in that... I think I might have said that the first yeah, podcast we discussed him. He looks like he's going to be this just like big target man. I think there's maybe an element that if you're over 5 foot 11 and you come from the English Championship, it means you're just a big blunt mm. instrument, just chuck him in there, lob crosses him. But to me, he looks so much more than that. He looks like he's got a good touch. Some of his first time layoffs for players that bring them into the game have been excellent. There was one at home uh, where he, he laid it off for Cal McGregor, just the first time flicking Cal McGregor bust through. He's been doing that. He set up O'Reilly's goal Brown quite after in the Motherwell that. game he brought it down the chest just yeah, knocked it down I think, I think he just looks like a, an all round very good striker whether he'll be very prolific at Celtic I, I don't know whether he's going to be here beyond this, the season's end hopefully but it's probably doubtful I, I, at this stage I, I like him really. I mean I, I'm not blown on trumpet here but I was one of the few voices that as soon as we were linked with him I says I, I'm really encouraged by this yeah. signing because I think he offered Celtic something different he's different in terms of what we've got in the league he's, he's got that I keep banging on about this, but that Premier League build, you know, that that, that that he looks like an athlete, a proper athlete compared to a lot of the players that we've got. And that's not a prerequisite. I mean, Kyogo is the opposite of that and he's a lethal striker. So you don't need that, but it's good to have that option. Yeah, I think it's just a shame he came in in the controversy that he did, but it's not not his fault at all. It's not even... Adamida the signing but it's the signing of Adamida and he caught strays he caught yeah, strays didn't he, did. he in, yeah. in the, that were intended for the board really and it, I'll, I'll give Kyogo the fact that Celtic played much better in the second half but I also have to caveat the with where, well Adamida made Celtic play mm. better in the second half I think he will score goals for Celtic I don't think he's ever going to be a 25-30 goal mm. a season striker but I think what he will do is make Celtic score more goals and Look, he came on, he scored a goal, he had another chance very similar from a cross that he didn't quite get the connection with. He had that turn on the edge of the box that the Motherwell player, uh, Willie Collum, had to go and review it and he gets the other goal. But he just seems to occupy defenders in a very different way from Kyogo that he pins them back and he's a presence in there, which means they don't want to move out from that that space and they can bring other players in because if he's occupying people in the middle, it means when the ball's out on the right-hand side and Johnson and Yang, who just seem to have the run of the play out on the right-hand side towards the end, 
can create things and there's more space because he's holding players in the middle and then when they cross the ball he's taking up a defender and Palmer can come in at the back post when I saw when I saw Maeda on the end of those chances and I saw Adam Eder laying things off and bringing other players into play there was part of me that was like I wonder if Kyogo could play on that left hand side a ah. wee bit because you're, we're creating a lot of chances coming in you say no but we're creating so many chances that's um, if you get those three chances on, on target those are three goals and, and yep. you need a you need a better finisher in there, but I think going forward, I agree with you, Melly. I think we need to stick with Adamida. I yep. think I think <laughs> while we're trying to figure this out half by half, I think you just have to tick the big Adamida box and start him yeah. every game and see how much he can contribute. Doesn't He's, mean he'll finish every game because some games like it'll be a case of we can get something in behind Kyogo's free there. So I think it's going to going to take that. I don't think it's going to be set in play from now on because guys like Hitati will come back. But I think with Celtic, that having that extra option of the, the power that Brendan Rodgers wanted up there is making a massive difference. That header's class, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can't get away from it. It's just a goal you love to see. Doesn't it? Just a, a lovely ball in from Greg Taylor from that inverted one, wing-back crossing area and just that getting the hang up time ahead. Oh, it, early, hang in the air and just... Bust at home, bust the net with the neck muscles fully, the veins popping at the neck. Not even a celebration, just get me that ball and let's go again. And let's see, we we spoke earlier about the the nature of getting late goals and what it can do. I don't don't think that's, it's not just sort of romantic rubbish to to talk about late goals galvanising a team because see if if it won the exact same scoreline, see if Celtic had won 3-1 but the goals were in the 18th, 46th and the 70th minute. We'd be really good. It'd be a routine win. We'd all go home and say, right, brilliant. Another one ticked off. But there's something about getting a very late goal. And Palmer got another one as well. But to all intents and purposes, it was that second. But we don't Adam. like him as much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're not it, was, yeah. <laughs> it was really yeah. the second Adam either goal that, that got it and, and sort of sent the place wild, right? Mm. So uh, there is something about that where instead of going away from the stadium thinking, all right, that was a good win to get, you're suddenly, yes. Well, look, compared to to last week, Kilmarnock just absolutely flows you. We've already had the Motherwell game at Celtic Park where we let in a late goal. It needs to be back to the way that Celtic are feared going in to the last 10 minutes instead of us absolutely kicking our pants. The other one was it against the United uh, under Ange. There was Tony Ralston at Ross yeah. County that, that sent Celtic on to it. So I wouldn't want to go about that in every single no. game. I wouldn't want to go into planning to score in the 94th minute or whatever, but it, it there shows is a us, lot of confidence. It, it, it shows comes. the fans and it shows the players as yeah. well that no out of this. No. The, yeah. and, and Celebration showed that at the end. I, I, you know, I they're denying it if you ask them but the way that the, this season is playing out Brendan is right there's a narrative that Celtic are it's just a procession for Rangers to win this title and we are not out of this no no chance but I mean we've stumbled twice since New Year we could probably stumble what, one more time make it three stumbles and then still resurrect this title perhaps but mm, Melly no, no. Sure, I'm not so sure now I think Why? we could find out a lot this week I think Dundee, I'm not looking past Dundee for a single second. I think it'll be a tough game, but you Celtic are overwhelming favourites going into a home game like that mm. for, for at least a half. So we'll find out if they, they get the result. But with Tynecastle on the horizon, I think we'll learn a lot from that game because we, if we play the way they did in at Fur Park in the first half at Tynecastle, I think we could be on an absolute hiding. And I know they just got a heavy beating at the weekend, but mm. 
the, there's something about the, the Celtic versus Hearts at Tynecastle fixture that, that seems to turn there's, them there's, on. There's no two ways about it. That's the biggest game of the season so far. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Just the way that things have panned out. The, the Dundee one for me is the biggest game because Celtic have struggled at Celtic Park recently yeah. and they just need to go out you and win. You think that's it. a bigger game than the Hearts game? Yeah, because it's the next one. And if well, we, we'll find out, I suppose. If, the, if, yeah, we, yeah, if, we, if we draw the Dundee game, then. We'll draw the Dundee game. Yeah, but we'd only draw McCormick last week and we did it. So, like, I get Connor's turned. I get your optimism. I've I've seen it before, but with the the dropping points again, if we were to do that before Ibrox and we fell further behind, we'd done this in the, the season that shall not be named, where it was still ah, there's still three games against them, so we can claw it back then, and then oh, there's still two ah, games that against team, them. That team, this is people throw up the COVID season and the form correctly has been compared to the COVID season, right? But some of the stuff we were watching in Aye, COVID, it was what players I'm, were out in the pitch trying to figure out themselves. Callum McGregor's coming out after games slaughtering the manager. It's th- th- some of the crap that we were watching then. It's n- it's nowhere near that. No, bad. it's not. But the point is, we that was a team that were defeated. Aye. this team don't look defeated. No, That's they don't. The difference. But at the same time, you can't go into games. You can't go the be all and end alls. We need to beat them at Ibrox and we need to beat them at Celtic Park because he can't go into that. I know we've beat them twice already this season, but it's different. We can't just put everything, all our eggs in the basket of we'll beat them twice because we need to win the games in between that. And quite simply, Celtic haven't been good at doing that this season. That's where we find ourselves where we are. So Dundee this week, need that one. Then it's on the hearts. To paraphrase Lieutenant Frank Drebin, mm. this season is about like sex. Okay. Well. It's a painstaking and arduous task that seems to go on and on forever. And just when you think things are going your way, nothing happens. <laughs> That's really troubling. <laughs> That's a really troubling. Uh, is that Naked Gun 33 and a third? Uh, it's one of them. I can't remember. Yeah. Absolute classic. Yeah. Listen, uh, back to more serious matters. Joe Hart retires, announces his retirement at the end of the season. Lots of speculation about why he announced it on a weird podcast with an old man. But um <laughs> Yeah, and he didn't say Celtic once. I don't think he's, he no. kept saying this club I'm at. <laughs> Did he? I'm very strange. Very, very odd. It was it was a weird way to do it, but he, he has done it and he said, you know, it ends a lot of speculation. There was people saying, well what does this mean we try to convince him to stay or Personally, just personally, I think there's probably meetings at Celtic Park where Brendan's going, right, new keeper required and some Bean counter somewhere's going. Well, actually, uh, Joe Hart has still not let us know if he's staying to the end of the season. Yeah, <laughs> so we need to keep that on the table until we know what Joe's doing. And Brendan's like, look, any chance you could help me out here just by saying you're retiring, so I can plan for a new keeper. I think that was that's what I'm going to head my bets on. That's a speculation. But Joe Hart is retiring. We need to give him a good send off. Yes, we need to send him off the right way, as Greg Taylor said on Instagram. Uh, I think Joe Hart was a inspired piece of business for Celtic. Yeah, I've I've loved him. I have said this season that I think he's going to cost Celtic. That hasn't happened yet since January. So weird way to show your love. Uh, I love you, but you're going to cost us. <laughs> no, well, get rid I of him. I need a new. But all before Christmas, Stephen. What was Melly's war cry? Need a new keeper. Oh, Absolutely right. need a new yeah. keeper. Unbelievable. Need a new keeper. Not just before now Christmas. Look at, you. at the I start of this you, season. At the start of this season, we needed a new keeper. I still believe that. Uh, but this is where we are right now. And Joe Hart's performances recently have kept Celtic in the game. Kept uh, us in the title race. Yep, yeah. Definitely. And I think, always say it, very rarely in football do you get a ride off into sunset. But if MD deserves another title, we're looking about that dressing room. All the, those players need to do is get that guy a medal. He mm. deserves to go out in that because... What he brought to Celtic, you can't buy. That leadership, that being there, done it. He was the perfect keeper for Celtic at that time. 
probably should have moved beyond him now, but that's not his fault. He's done his bit. He's got Celtic in there. Desperate for Celtic to win the league for him because I think he's been a really good signing while not being the best goalkeeper, if that makes any sense. I think Melly's been incredibly harsh to Joe Hart, Stephen. I think... Joe Hart, since the turn of the year, has been absolutely fantastic. And I think we would have been hard pushed to sign any keeper that would have done a better job that Joe Hart's done these last couple of months. Well, my one fear is that this all turns into a careful what you wish for thing. Mm. Now, there's nothing we can do about Joe Hart retiring, but from what we've seen in recent seasons from Celtic, and obviously I don't, I don't want to drag us back into chat about transfer windows, but from what we've seen, Celtic are very capable of going out and making an absolute mess of this. Yeah. And we could be sitting here next season thinking we didn't know what we had until it's gone. Because if you think Celtic are going to go out and sign a 25-year-old international goalkeeper who's great with his feet and who put, who's got incredible shot stopping. You say Barkas, mate. Yeah, Barkas, yeah. Well, if you think we're going to get that right first time, you're, you're more optimistic. I've got some magic beans to sell you. <laughs> where, are, you where are those? I've wondered this for a while. Like, occasionally, very, very, very occasionally, Celtic will go out and just get the right guy, a bit of experience, a bit of an older head, and you think to yourself, we did it with Aaron Moy as well. Yeah, Those yeah. type of guys are absolutely valuable in a dressing room. Like, see if we had more guys like that. Not guys at the top of the game, technically, physically, or whatever, but guys who are serviceable, guys that are good players, but they've, they, they've got that professionalism, they've got that sort of they can maturity, just a, older a head. Calm down on the Aye. pitch. You, you we would not bring be Aaron in Moy this position. Bring we, Adam Moy on and he keeps the ball. Aye. And that got Celtic through a lot last we season. We would not be in this position right now if we had more Joe Hart's in the dressing room. Yeah, I think that's that's accurate. It's It's been really interesting to see how the news has been received and how big a story it's been since Joe Hart has announced his mm -hmm. retirement because it, I, I was watching all the, the various reactions to it and all the English-based podcasts, football podcasts have been reacting to it. And it kind of... Reminded me of just how just how big a deal Joe Hart was, oh, and like yeah. Joe Hart, he's a he's a big deal in football. And you know, I'm not asking anyone to get all starstruck about it and all that, but it was interesting seeing all these various clubs responding to the news that Joe Hart has has announced his retirement. They were talking about like 75 England caps. He's played at multiple tournaments. He's won the league at Man City. He's been there. He's, I think Vincent Company mentioned him as one of the biggest influences in that that title winning team mm. at, at Man City, and it, it was just it was really just interesting to see that you know, Joe Hart was was such an influential figure, not just at Celtic and just in in broader football terms. And I know we've had those types of signings before, where you think of like I don't know Freddie Lundberg and Carlton Cole, guys who were reasonably big names came to Celtic and did absolutely nothing. That's not the case with Joe Hart. You get three seasons out yeah. of him, three very successful so far mm. seasons and well two very successful yes. I'll tidy that up two very successful <laughs> seasons and a, an ongoing season but the, the the fact remains that he has he has been here a lot longer than we would have thought it's maybe people would say, see it as a short term signing but who stays at Celtic for three years these days exactly. it's, it's actually very rare and especially a guy who like that who probably could have if he so desired, could have gone and seen out his final couple of years in football in, let's say, Saudi Arabia. He's got plenty of pals going to these mm. places, like Saudi Arabia or I'm whatever. I'm actually quite surprised he retired and yeah. never had an MLS for a couple of years or whatever. He could easily have done it. He could easily have gone and sat on the bench as one of the token English third-choice yeah. keepers for a big club on probably three times the money he was getting at Celtic. But he didn't want to do that. He came to Celtic for the right reasons that we were led to believe. Could, there were footballing reasons he could have gone and get paid much more mm. elsewhere but he wanted to play he wanted to contribute and he wanted to 
if not be the captain, he wanted to lead a team, which is what he's effectively done here. So, is there another Joe Hart out there, somebody that's oh, kicking about, play. maybe sort of backup keeper somewhere for Spurs or whatever towards the end of his career? That's sort of got a few England caps that we could pick up. Uh, can't, can't think. Is Rob Green still going? No, <laughs> I was, Fraser, I, Fraser I, was Foster. Foster. I was angling at Fraser Foster. <laughs> Tim Flowers, <laughs> interesting. I, I, I think. I think he's been a very good signing for Celtic overall. I think that it's true that he, he probably could and should have been replaced at some point now because Celtic have done it again in that we've played a guy right up. To the, there was no phasing out. We've played him mm. right up to the end of his career and that's him. He's done. He's hung up the boots slash gloves on this occasion. But I think he, overall he's been a, a big success. And I, th I, don't think it's, I don't think it's too proper football man of me to say that like, there are certain intangibles that come with footballers and it's not all just about like yeah, shot stopping stats and all that if you if you are a positive influence on the club and I, again I want to marry that to being a success on the pitch as well yeah. it's all very well being a, a good presence around the dressing room if you're not actually contributing on the pitch Joe Hart has managed to do both it hasn't been perfect it's been rocky at times and he's, he has gotten older quite rapidly in the last season or so but overall I'm, I'm very grateful to Joe Hart for coming I think it was a master stroke by Ange whether it was just a uh, a matter of luck and circumstance. He was completely frozen out of Spurs. We've taken a chance on this mm. guy. Let's see if we can rebuild this guy's career for a for a couple of seasons. Doesn't really matter because I think it's overall it's been a big success. I think the I get what we're doing here. We're going. He's been a good success, but he's had rocky moments, and I, I just think that he's not really had that many rocky moments to me more than any other sort of good goalkeeper we've had that's what I mean we'll see in the future what, Aye, what we were up against I, I, was, I was having a think about this and I was like he's definitely in the top three keepers I've had at Celtic it's probably for me Boric Hart and Foster yeah. and Foster's probably one and then Gordon in there as well God, probably, well, that, yeah. he would have made four if I did top four yeah. Gordon would have <laughs> did top four but I did top three purposefully to keep Craig Gordon out of it <laughs> but for me he, he features in my top three and I've, I've loved having him at the club and I think what you're saying is right Mel I think that's an inspiration for the rest of the squad. Let's send this guy out yeah. in a high and, he, and he'll want it as well. Is he featured in your top three? Yeah, it definitely does. I think he's just perfect for Celtic at the perfect time. Yeah. But as usual with Celtic, we rinse some dry, the poor guy. On the personality thing as well, I, I have to hold my hands up and say I got it completely wrong about Joe Hart. When he when he was in England, I, it's not like it's not a guy I thought about a lot, but I kind of had this perception in my head he was just one of these quite tedious banter lad guys yeah yeah the, uh, yeah the decent pattern and all that one of these sort of banter lad English footballers that you you wouldn't want to mm. be you wouldn't want to spend five minutes in the company of but I was completely wrong about that whether it's just a case where he's he's really matured with age and really kind of grown into his role as a, a leader of a dressing room but again couldn't be further from the truth anyone who speaks about Joe Hart is glowing about yeah. how, how positive a guy he is and how, how respectful and how, how encouraging he is as a, as a player so I have to hold my hands up when I, I heard Celtic were signing Joe Hart I thought oh no I've one of these one of these as I say like patter lads <laughs> but it's not it's not the case at all I think he's been an incredibly positive influence over the, the club the fans and his teammates and his managers as well. so basically all round a, a very good guy and very positive signing and a successful player at Celtic patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims <laughs> is where you can support us on Patreon thank you so much for watching and we'll be back next week 
That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.